Support for Alleist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Welcome to Off Ramp from LAS Studios. I'm John Raby. Before we begin, I need to warn you that this podcast contains full male journalist nudity. One minute and 35 seconds. All right, not bad for a Navy shower. But before we go there, thanks to all of you for listening. I really appreciate it. Whether you're old-time fans of the show or you're just discovering it, thank you. But you know how you could really help the show? Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. That will get the show to even more people. Thanks very much. California is in its third year of drought, and virtually all areas of the state are classified as either in severe or extreme drought. But we are doing a crappy job of cutting back on water use. January through March typically is when most of our annual rain and snow falls, but this year those months were the driest in at least a century. Despite calls for conservation, the state's water use went up almost 20% in March. So now Governor Newsom is threatening to impose mandatory water restrictions if we don't use less water on our own. It's not clear how soon that could happen. Now, here's where the full male journalist nudity comes in. It's in a piece we did back in 2015 on Off-Ramp. Again, you have been warned. This is Off-Ramp. I'm John Raby. One great way to save water during the Great Drought is to take shorter showers, which is something anybody on board ship in the Navy has already been doing. They call it, in fact, a Navy shower, and it involves using water only when you need to, like when you're rinsing or wetting your hair, and shutting it off when you don't, like when you're washing your hair or scrubbing your back. KPCC science reporter Sandon Totten, with help from his girlfriend Kathy Morescu, decided to see how much water he could save by taking a Navy shower. Let's listen in at their apartment. All right, you ready with the timer? Yeah. I'm going to stop when you turn off the water. Yep. Right? Okay. All right. Tell me when to start. Okay, so we're ready with the Navy shower. And go. All right. You got to be quick. Get the soap in. Lather up. All right. All right. Stop it. Yep. Are you going to wash your hair and do like a real... Yeah, I'll do my hair next. All right, ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Water's coming back on. Okay, go. Okay. So far, Sandin's doing pretty well, and we'll see how much water he really used like astronauts. Sandin phoned astronaut Tracy Caldwell Dyson, who spent hundreds of days in space, much of it on the International Space Station. First, I want to ask you, how scarce is water on the space station? Scarce is not a word I would use to describe the water on board the space station. We do have uh, a lot of it, and uh, we recycle it. Any water that we drink, it gets collected in the form of either condensate or uh, through our urine, and it gets reprocessed, and we drink it again. We also have water internal to the cooling loops inside the space station uh, that we never hopefully see. Wait, so when you say that the water is collected from condensate, do you mean like the water that comes out in your breath is somehow captured and brought back into the system? Exactly. For everything from, from your breath to your sweat. Uh, when we sweat, we, we soak it up with a towel, and we leave that towel out to dry, so any moisture in the air gets collected by the regenerative system, 
and gets uh, processed and turned back into potable water. So it's just constantly sucking water out of the air? Yeah, for the most part, you could call it that, yeah. That's so cool. And then you said your urine gets recycled, too, kind of like in that movie Water World? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have a pretty uh, sophisticated system by where we, we can collect the urine in a tank and later process it, or we can send it right to the processor. And it becomes drinkable at the end of this? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> in fact, um, on board the shuttle, when the shuttle used to fly and dock to the space station, so we'd have two crews one from the space station, one from the shuttle. The shuttle water came from fuel cells. Our water came from urine. And um, a blind taste test revealed that folks preferred the space station pee water to uh, the shuttle fuel cell water. Wow. How about that? So obviously, you know, you have a, a certain amount of water and you've got to basically make it last by recycling it. What does water get used for? What are all the different functions you need it for on the space station? It's funny you should ask because that's one thing you miss up there is running water because you simply don't have it. We have one source uh, that is for what we call nominal use, and it's our PWD or potable water dispenser. And that is where we get drinking water. We fill bags and then uh, drink from a straw. We also rehydrate our food with this device. But we don't really have water flowing anywhere. In fact, that's not a good thing on board the space station. When it comes to brushing our teeth, we fill a water bag and we dispense the water through a straw onto our toothbrush. And we use as little as we can because you have to spit that water out somewhere. You just, it doesn't go down any drain or anything like that. And because we're living in an environment that is surrounded by electronics and, and other sensitive hardware, we can't afford to let water just flow anywhere on board the station. So we're very careful. Hey, it's John Raby again. We'll go back to Sandin talking with the astronaut about using water on the space station. But remember, Sandin was taking a Navy shower, only using water when he needed to, like for rinsing and then scrubbing when the water was off. Let's see how that's going. All right, turn it off. Yep. Okay, ready? Ready? Go. So tell me more about how you actually bathe and clean yourself in space. How does that work? Uh, We have tried throughout the years a number of products. Um, Some were actually uh, designed and created by the Russians, uh, some by us here, and some commercial off-the-shelf products. But you're basically taking a sponge bath of one form or another. We've taken um, pre-moistened towels. They're actually towels that are maybe two and a half feet by three feet, folded up and packaged in a solution that's very mild. And uh, so you go to a private spot, which is usually your crew quarter, and you uh, you doff your clothes, but you don't, and that's a, that's a space term for take off your clothes, doff. You, and and you got to be careful because you don't want to take all your clothes off because if there's some kind of alarm that forces you to evacuate, you've got to be able to, to do that. So usually what we do is, you know, uh, pick the top or the or the bottom half and and uh, clean uh, one area at a time put your clothes back on and then uh, then start on the other section and and it's basically a sponge bath uh, sometimes uh, folks we have had on board just towels and like liquid soap it's really just a, a pouch with a solution inside of it that you can pour onto or you can squeeze onto a, a dry towel and then use that to wash your yourself but it's it's a plain old sponge bath is what it is, and that saves a lot of water. 
It sounds like it. Do you know how much water exactly it uses to do one cleaning in space? Of your body? Yeah. I would say about 20 or so ounces. That's amazing. We could save so much water if we did that here in California. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> do the toilets there use water too? Uh, no, they don't, in fact. Uh, they use suction in bags. Do you have like a washing machine or dishwasher or anything that uses water? No, we don't. The way we get around dirty clothes is we, we wear, depending on what kind of garment it is, uh, pants see the long, you know, we, we have the same pair of pants for 45 days. I think I've done that in college. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. Cool. So when you finally got back down to earth, what was your first shower like? I'd like to say it was glorious, but it actually wasn't. When I landed from uh, my space station mission, I landed in Kazakhstan, and it took a while to get to a shower because you land out in the middle of nowhere. And by the time I got there, um, you know, vestibularly, your your brain is still trying to catch up with what your body just went through. And so standing up in a hot, steamy shower is really not uh, the most comfortable thing to do when you come back from space. So um, I wouldn't, it, it was nice to clean off, but it wasn't that um, spa feeling <laughs> that, that you dream of uh, while you're up there. KPCC's Sandon Totten on the phone with astronaut Tracy Caldwell-Dyson, the pride of Arcadia. Before we started that interview, we were listening in to Sandon at his apartment trying to save water by taking a Navy shower. Let's get back to him now with his girlfriend Kathy, who is holding the stopwatch. Okay, and we're done. What's the time? 134.56, almost 1.35. One minute and 35 seconds. All right, not bad for a Navy shower. One minute, 35 seconds. Really good. But remember, the astronaut told us they use 20 ounces of water to bathe in space. Sandin's shower So a Navy shower uses 25 times more water than a space shower. That piece is from May of 2015. Sandin is now the host of the fantastic kids' science podcast, Brains On. So, while you're subscribing to Off-Ramp, why not subscribe to Brains On, too? And that's it for this week. Our theme music is from Besslian Studios. For LAS Studios, I'm John Raby. Catch you next week on the Off-Ramp. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.